Welcome back, everybody, to the Lakers Silver Screen and Roll Podcast. Well, Alex, this is not the kind of podcast that I want to be doing at the uh, middle of August, which is what we're about to do. Alex Regula, Alex Padilla here with you guys. And uh, unfortunately for us, Alex, we're going to be talking about a major injury and what to do next because Boogie Cousins is out for the year. Yeah, it sucks. Like I, we joked a couple, you know, last couple podcasts that there's not much news going out there right now, but I, I wasn't hoping for this type of news at all. And uh, yeah, it just, like I said, it just sucks because we know Boogie was trying to get back there and is working hard toward, you know, making a big return and just kind of sucks that we won't be able to see him you know, in a Laker uniform or, I mean, I don't know if he's ruled out complete for the year or not, but it's just, it doesn't seem likely that we'll, we'll get that chance. Yeah. Me and you actually wanted to profile Boogie because we thought, you know, he had so many storylines surrounding him, including his injury history and how we think it was going to affect him this year. So it, I think it was already going to be a question all season was, how is he going to hold up? Turns out tears ACL in Vegas in a private workout and uh, I never actually clicked on the video. I don't like watching those videos. They, they gross me out. But, yeah, so the Lakers are without maybe possibly their starting center, if not someone that I think a lot of Laker fans, including myself, expected to have a major contribution offensively and defensively this year. Bummer news. No, for sure. And, um, yeah, and, and I remember going back even when we first started the pod and we were going over, like, the – we're grading the free agent signings and we both are really excited about Boogie. I think we both gave him like A's for that signing and we thought it would be a great bargain deal and that at the rate they got him and how good of a player he he's been and how consistently, you know, just tough and, and strong he is in the post and on the defensive end, we just thought he was he could have been a great addition to the team. So it's just it's just unfortunate that we won't get that chance to see him and LeBron and Anthony Davis in the in the interior interior because that, that trio is just gonna be like bullies out there every night so it just so well it sucks yeah we're supposed to be profiling frank vogel for the last two weeks but unfortunately for us this week there is more news to talk about that's the the big news we'll be focusing on today we'll push frank vogel back for some other time again but speaking of frank vogel i mean this is already a major you know you know wrench in his plans like what is he going to do now in the center position what is rob palinka going to do now to fill the that roster spot that is now open uh, it's my understanding that the Lakers can only bring in someone with the veterans minimum because that's what Boogie was making. Um, if he would have been getting more than that, I think he could have came in without, uh, they could have signed somebody for half what he was making, but he was making the veterans minimum. So there's not a lot of options out there for the Lakers to fill the roster spot. But even if there was a lot of money on the table, I still think they need to focus on that center position because they are very light there going in. Um, so the three options that we <laughs> are reading, and I, I start with a laugh, man, because I want to focus on the first one, and we'll get to all three. Uh, if you go to silverscreenandroll.com, and you just scroll, and it's right there, Lakers are reportedly, quote, seriously interested in bringing, in, bringing back Dwight Howard. Next one, Lakers and Dwight Howard have, quote, mutual interest in a reunion. <laughs> More, Dwight Howard is reportedly quote excited about the prospect of teaming up with lebron and ad and now the latest one grizzlies reportedly grant lakers permission to speak to dwight howard so let's start with that one sure and then we'll get to the other guys that are available because according to reports there's four guys uh the first one that i want to talk to 
because we have history with this gentleman is Dwight Howard. Now, Alex, I'll just ask you straight up. What kind of basketball player is Dwight Howard in 2019-2020 season? I mean, I don't know. I think that's what the Lakers are trying to figure out right now. Like, I don't know. Like, the last time we saw him was maybe, what, 2017, 2018? Because yeah, he last only year played, he played about, nine games. Yeah, he only played nine games last year. So that sample size is just so small. We don't really know how well he could perform still. I mean, in, in that year he had with the Hornets, like, he was surprisingly, like, pretty decent, like, statistically like in advanced metrics and just like basic box score stats like he he did what dwight kind of always has done just not to that extreme like level that he used to play at when he was a younger player but i don't know like i think the lakers are, are smart to at least take a look like at least work him out before they sign him and just to make sure those medicals are clear and that he can actually perform before they they kind of make a rash decision here. And from all the reports we're getting, it sounds like they want to take their time with this decision. And I think that's a smart thing to do. Like, bringing back to White, it's it's not going to be a popular move. And I think they have to kind of at least show that they've taken some type of process to get to this spot before they kind of just sign them. And just, just for name value alone, just to show that we worked him out, he looked good, and we think he can help the team and not just sign him because of his, you know, the player he used to be, which is like a it's like a trend they've done with guys like Rondo in the past. So I don't know, like, I, I don't know where, where you stand with Dwight at this point. Do you still kind of hold some stuff against him or where are you at with that? My biggest concern with Dwight Howard and taking away everything about how I feel about Dwight Howard, uh, because I think I feel like most Laker fans, um, is what was his biggest, what was his biggest gripe when he was a Laker in that 2013 season? It was that he didn't like to be the number two guy behind Kobe. Unless I'm misremembering it like completely. I remember all the beef and drama Kobe and him had um, because Dwight was used to being the guy. And I know that was a long time ago. That was seven, eight years ago. But has Dwight Howard changed? Has he shown anything in his last years with Rockets, Atlanta, Charlotte, and, and the Wizards? There's a reason why he's bouncing around so much. Has he changed so much personally that now he's going to be the number what guy on this team? He ain't going to be number one or two. Um, is Can he fit himself into that kind of position just to rejoin the Lakers. I I just have a really hard time buying that Dwight has changed that much. I just don't see it. Uh, just from a personality standpoint, I think it's already difficult enough to play with LeBron James. And when you have a character like Dwight Howard, I just don't see it working. And the last thing you need is a guy that's going to average you who knows how many points and minutes a game uh, beefing with your number one guy maybe back in 2013 when it was him and Kobe and he was the number two and he was putting up you know 22 points a game then okay but is he really worth the issue or even the possibility of going through that to me no yeah and I think that's definitely a good point like among those names that we're going to talk about he's definitely probably the most talented right you agree he's at least the most talented of among I, that bunch I think of the four I think uh he probably has more left in the tank than of the four yeah sure and I think that to, to like to go off on that, like, but how much does his personality and what he could possibly cause harm in the locker room? Does that outweigh? You know, does his talent outweigh all that? Which is something he it hasn't in the last few years. Like he keeps bouncing from team to team because, uh, although still being talented and be able to at least kind of play on the court, he, it's just difficulties with his, t his teammates and causing issues in the locker room and just not accepting a, a role player spot and kind of still wanting to be the star player he's not anymore and i think if the lakers and him do kind of reconnect and they re-sign him 
he has to show that he's willing to take a back seat and play a very defined role, kind of like a uh, uh, like backup big role where kind of what yeah, Javel was playing last year. Isn't it safe to assume that he's probably not going to start if the Lakers do sign him? I don't know. Like it, uh, I have no idea. Like I, I again, I probably would start Javel. Like even. I, th- I think at least Javel has that chemistry with LeBron already, and he at least accepts this type of role where he's just going to rebound, block, and dunk. Like, that's all he he's there all to do. Or Dwight, I don't know. Does he want to post up, like, 10 times a game? Does he want to try these, like, little floaters around the paint? Like, I don't I don't know what he expects going into this year or, or what. So I, I think that's the thing. We don't know what Dwight thinks of himself, and I think that has been an issue these past five years. It's also pretty difficult to, like, try and get in the mind of Frank Vogel because he didn't coach last season, and this is obviously his first season with the Lakers, so we don't really know exactly. Obviously, we have reports and ideas because of the roster they constructed, but, like, what kind of offense is Frank Vogel even going to run? Is a big guy like Dwight Howard even fit in his system where he is a post-up guy? He is He doesn't really stretch the floor too much. Um, so it's kind of hard to talk about it in terms of the Frank Vogel system. So I kind of just want to, for me, it's easier just to stick with just the fit. And I don't know if Dwight fits with what the Lakers have built. I feel like this team was built because I think LeBron gets along with most of these guys. I think Anthony Davis gets along with most of these guys. I think there's not going to be a lot of locker room tension. Um, I think the, the one guy that they kept from the young core, Kyle Kuzma, is obviously very... He seems like a very flexible personality-wise, where he's okay changing to fit the team. Um, and this team just feels like that. Like, this roster was built to be a team where I think Dwight Howard, and I keep saying I think because I really believe that Dwight Howard uh, just doesn't fit that mold. And that's my biggest concern. Yeah, I think that's that's what sucks so much about the DeMarcus injury is that DeMarcus really would have given this team another spacing big out there where Anthony Davis and him can kind of take turns in the in the post and outside, you know, in the perimeter where if you add a guy like Dwight, Anthony Davis almost always has to stay around the perimeter because you can't have both guys in the paint and kind of just clog things up again like like we saw last year. So, I, I, I mean, Vogel, I mean, I, everything we've heard from him is all about three-point shooting and spacing and all that stuff. If you add another big in there who really can't extend past the restricted area it just makes things clogged down there and congested so i think any of these guys would kind of be a clunky fit but at least they don't really carry that baggage dwight does right uh the next guy that is uh being reported is joakim noah who i think most laker fans would probably be comfortable with the lakers signing over dwight howard just because of um, you know his reputation is that he just comes in and he works right. Mm-hmm. He's a good he he motivates his teams and if you've been on Twitter the last twenty four hours, you saw the video of him <laughs> yelling at um, why am I draw Devin Booker? Devin I drew a blank Booker. there for a second. They were in a pickup game. Uh, they were just working on their game according to Devin Booker. Uh, Joakim <laughs> calls for someone to double Devin Booker and Devin stops playing. Is are we really gonna double in a pickup game? And Joakim's like, yeah, yeah, we are. So yeah. that video in itself won me over. And then when I look at his numbers, I know he's been hurt. He's been really hurt the last four years. Last year he played 42 games, but he was pretty effective coming off the bench. And that's exactly what I think the Lakers are going to need is he came off the bench 17 minutes a game, got almost six rebounds and seven points. I think, unfortunately, it's a big loss, like you said, with Boogie. But Joakim Noah, you know, he's going to fit better than Dwight Howard. Oh, definitely, and uh, yeah, I love that video, and I love everything. I, I think if that 
if that's what Noah brings to this team, just being so vocal and calling guys out and just, you know, showing that, that tough that tough energy this team needs, that they lost with Boogie, that'd be great. And I think Noah also adds that the passing that we lost with Boogie, and I think he's a really, really good passer for a big guy. And like you mentioned, he understands his role. Like, he's not going to go out there and try to get 20 shots off or trying to or, or, or ask for the ball in the post. Like, he's going to move the ball. He's going to rebound. He's going to box out. He's going to play defense. And I think if you're looking for a backup big and someone who kind of can kind of guard the, the tougher uh, of the two front court guys so Anthony Davis can kind of relax on defense a bit, I think Noah is, is a really strong choice. And I think in Memphis, he showed he could still play. And I think that's that's really important. And I hope I hope they, they, they don't go with White strictly for name value. Like we've mentioned with Rondo before and, other guys they've kind of targeted name value over actual production and, and at least give Noah a shot to see if he can kind of fill the some of the spots that that boogie left behind when he got hurt a reason why I think the Lakers could go after Dwight Howard instead of Joakim Noah is because they were expecting boogie to score a lot of points like I was mm-hmm. where I was almost thinking that he was going to be the third top scorer on the team this year you know assuming he was going to be healthy which which he, he's not um so unless the Lakers really are expecting another top, like another person that's going to come in and score a lot, then Dwight Howard fits better if because he's probably going to be able to score a lot more than Joakim Noah. If you're looking for a fit as far as locker room goes, Joakim Noah is probably the best option out there remaining of the four guys. Um, I just think it's that simple. Which What do they want? Do they want a locker room guy that's going to come in and play minutes and give you everything he's got for 20 18 20 minutes a game or do you want someone that can come in and possibly score 20 points a game i'm not saying dwight has that in him often but his stats show you know two seasons ago when he played 81 games he averaged 17 points on 56 percent you know field goal which is not great but for a big man but he can still give you that so he's he could give you double double which is what boogie was probably going to try and give you so I, it, it's a difficult thing. If his name wasn't Dwight Howard, I would be like, that's not, it's a no brainer. You got to take this guy, but his name is Dwight Howard. He has history in LA. Joakim Noah has a reputation of just being a hard worker. And you know what? I think every championship caliber team kind of needs an asshole and Joakim mm-hmm. Noah fits that. And they don't really have that right now on the team. So it, it, it just depends what they're going for. But if it's me, I'm signing Joakim Noah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh... I think like a common trend with these names is that's something that I've asked myself as I've kind of gone through the the options is which player is going to give you the best chance of winning a championship. And I think I think Dwight is as ta- you know he's I think he's more talented than all these other guys. I think he if he hits and he accepts a role and he kind of shows that he can still play. I think he also gives them the best chance of winning a championship. The question is we don't there's so much baggage there and there's so much potential for things to kind of blow up. Um, where a guy is like uh, like Noah, for for example, like we at least know he's gonna give you a high floor. Where they're probably not gonna be locker room issues. He's not gonna raise your ceiling. He's not gonna go out there and show that he could be that number three option or number four option. He's he's not that type of player. But at the very least, he's like I say, he's gonna move the ball. He's gonna play defense. And like you say, he's gonna be that asshole out there that this team really kind of wanted Boogie to be. They kind of want him to be their bully down there in, in the post and stuff. And and they lost that. So. I think it's a question of what the Lakers are looking for, like you said. Do they want a player who kind of is that third potential kind of star player, like quote-unquote, and who can raise their ceiling and give them a better shot in the playoffs and in the finals? And maybe it is Dwight, but if they kind of want to just get through the season and let Anthony Davis and LeBron kind of take over and kind of 
let them lead them to the, the you know where they need to go then maybe a guy like Noah who's a little more low-key and less usage is, is the better call yep and the final two guys I'll kind of just talk about them together because they depressed me a little bit thinking about them on the Lakers is uh Mo Spates and Marcin Gortat Mo Spates last year played for the Orlando no he didn't even, did he play last year no, I think he yeah, was. He didn't Ch- play. Uh, he was in the Chinese yeah. league last year. Yeah, so he hasn't been in the NBA. Marcin Gortat hasn't been in the NBA since February when he last played with the Clippers. Uh, he would be the oldest option of the four. Most Bates would be the youngest at 31. Um, so I just think if you can't get Dwight or you can't get Joakim, I think these are your two like end of the world options. And if I'm choosing between those two. Uh, most Bates got championship caliber basketball in him. He's been in, in on the Golden State Warriors during their runs. Um, he, you know, his pro- his upside's probably not there very much. But at this point, if you don't get Dwight or Joe Kim, you're kind of just taking what you can get. And I would probably go with most Spates over Marcin Gortat. What do you think of a guy like maybe? I know he wasn't listed about guys uh, that they're looking to work out. But what about uh, Fareed, like Kenneth Fareed? How, where would you rank him among that? those top four guys like would you put him closer to the top or the bottom Kenneth Farid always just he just always comes with the hustle mm-hmm. I always liked that about Kenneth Farid I always loved the way he played the game I would I would like to see someone like that he's not as big as the other guys so no that's the question too um has he has played the five role before even at his height he just brings some toughness and I would like that too that wouldn't be bad yeah and he actually with Houston last year he actually shot um, around 35, 36% from three, and he kind of started to show maybe like a little glimmer of hope that he can actually stretch the floor. He only shot 25 times last year from from behind the arc, but the season before, he only shot it once, like only one three-point attempt. So maybe he's trying to develop a three-point shot, and that can maybe give them the spacing they're missing with Boogie. I mean, it's still, you know, to be seen if he can actually do that for a full season, or if it was just a, a fluke with Houston where everyone shoots threes over there, but... I don't know. Like I, I like Freed as well. I think he is small, like you mentioned. I think his defense is maybe not the greatest, like uh, compared to like what his perception is online and around the league. But I think he does bring that hustle, and he's another guy like Noah, where it's just like a, a safe guy. Like he's gonna be safe. Like he's not gonna be. He's not gonna raise your ceiling in terms of how good you can be or if you, that pushes you over the edge or not. But he at least is gonna be safe. He's not gonna hurt you. So this is like an impossible question to ask, but I like asking impossible questions sometimes. If the Lakers do decide to sign Dwight Howard, would he be worth it? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like that's that's like, the I, question, I, right? I mean, it, that's probably it's what Polinka. Polin- answer that. That's probably right, what, what Polinka is thinking about right now. What What is this? Like we've done this with other players. Like, what's a successful season for Dwight if he's a Laker? What does that look like? Um, probably like that season with Atlanta, you know, like 14 points, you know, and nine rebounds, that would be really good. That would be really successful, mm-hmm. whether that's off the bench or starting. If he's throwing those up there and he's not a dis- disruption in the locker room, that's a successful season. Yeah, I think I think that's it. Like, I, I think it's beyond just, like, what he puts up, like, numbers-wise. I think it's how he reacts with, the, you know, with the media and how many stories we hear about him in the – in the news like if we hear like nothing from him like like rondo last year like we we complained about rondo a lot and his defense but we really didn't hear too much like from him in terms of locker room and in the media and all the people like all his players but all his teammates seem to really like him and they've kind of talked highly of him so if dwight can kind of show 
he can be that for a full year, that that would be huge. I think that'd be a success. Cause you know he's just being so big and so like playing off LeBron, he's gonna put up like twelve and fourteen and just just being out there with those guys. But I think in terms of Dwight just comes with so much baggage. I that's mean, the do you thing. even remember the uh, the story last year where? He was like dating a, a a trans person. Like, there's so much news. Even when he was on a, in a random, you know, team, coming back to LA, you know Dwight Howard's personality. He's gonna look for cameras and try and show everyone that he's different. Try and show everyone that he's changed. And we know Dwight's not the best, you know, faker out there. It's gonna be so awkward and and cringy. And I, I just don't be- don't believe that he's changed all that much. Yeah, he just comes off as someone who's not genuine. And I think in all these interviews we've heard and read, like like the the Athletic art, uh, article where he kind of said that I have no ego anymore, like I'm a changed person, I'm just willing, I just want to win a championship and do what it takes. Like we've kind of heard this like four or five times already from him and it, nothing's really changed with those, those previous examples. So it's just really hard to kind of believe someone who's kind of said they're going to do these things and just fail to do them. And I think that's why he's he's bounced around from like team to team ever since like people forget how good this guy was like in Orlando and even the season he was with the Lakers like he was really good it's just there's stuff outside of basketball than just scoring points and getting rebounds that that matter and I think Dwight's a perfect example of that and he's never been like the world's best scoring center either so let's not pretend like he has his highest scoring average is 23 points and that was in 2011 with the Magic you know he ha- he's averaged under 20 points even when he played with the Lakers. So it's been a very long time since he averaged over 20 points. Actually, in his career, it's only happened four times. So he's never been like this prolific scoring center. Yeah, he's great with blocks and he's great with uh, rebounds. So he's he's probably going to average you a double double if you give him plenty of minutes. But he's not may- he's not going to come in. He's actually not even going to be asked to score that many points probably if you have Anthony a healthy Anthony and a healthy LeBron. No, yeah, they're going to ask him to you know box out, rebound play defense and catch the occasional lob and that's it like that's the thing will he accept that as his role like you're not going to get post-up touches don't expect to like shoot mid-range jumpers we don't want any of that like you got to box out play defense and kind of give anthony davis some time off on the defensive end where you guard the bigger guy you guard the stronger guy and let he has to understand that anthony davis is the star player this is the star big man in la not him and i don't know if he will accept that is that even a good lineup when you have Dwight Howard, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James on the court together? That's the thing. It's like and let's just assume it's going to be Kuzma and Rondo. Like, oh is that a, is that a you know is that a good five on the court? Spacing wise, that does not sound good unless Kuzma becomes like a forty percent three point shooter. Because Rondo and and uh, Dwight right away that I mean that no, that's nothing right there basically. I know his Rondo's three point percentage was okay. Gravity-wise, like defenses aren't chasing Rondo off the three-point line. They're gonna happily let him shoot those threes. And Dwight, you know, that's non-existent part of his game. So I just I'm concerned about how that affects Anthony Davis, you know, on offense. Does that mean he has to kind of stay out in the perimeter and he doesn't play pick and roll as much because Dwight has to be the pick and roll guy and he has to stay in the paint? Like I'm just nervous how it affects Anthony Davis because this whole season, if nothing else, we have to kind of prove that he can win here and he could be happy here and because he could just leave just like Dwight did that one year yeah I've told that to a buddy yesterday I'm like I have this disgusting feeling in my gut that Anthony Davis is a one-year guy 
and I don't know. I, I it's just I think the because of what's happened with with not getting Paul George in free agency, like it was assumed not trading or not Kawhi, not landing Kawhi. Um, you know, there's been so many instances of things not working out here. Steve Nash, you know, Dwight leaving. It's just kind of like buried in my gut. I'm like, oh man, is this gonna happen again? That's the thing. It all started with Dwight. Like we traded stuff to get Dwight, and then Dwight left. So we're kind of scared that's gonna happen again. It's like the same story, really. Like a star center in his prime. We trade. I mean, we didn't trade as much to get him at that at, to get uh, Dwight at the time as we how much we traded for Anthony Davis, but. It's similar circumstances where we think this guy's gonna be our star player for the future, and as we saw with Dwight, you you can lose a player for nothing, and I think that's something the Lakers have to keep in their back of their mind. Man, do you was it Steve Nash, Kobe Bryant, and Dwight Howard? Was it, that it, the... it was, yeah, it was that Man, year. Because I, I saw that Sports Illustrated cover because somebody oh. photoshopped Caruso onto Steve Nash's <laughs> body, and it was just like, oh my god, like this is just bringing back such bad memories of Steve Nash and Dwight. Like it was supposed to be so prosperous and so exciting and it just didn't work out. And that's basically why we've been in this rut for so long because he traded so much away thinking that that was going to work out and it just totally did not And now we're here. We are again and we're doing the same thing again, except I believe Anthony Davis is a much better player than Dwight Howard. Um, but we're back at the same position <laughs> where we're putting all our eggs and trading everything away and getting in this one basket so it has to work out, and this injury is such to me. I could be proven wrong, but I think both of us think that I think this injury is pretty devastating for the Lakers because we were all expecting maybe too much of Boogie Cousins. I think that's the thing. It's like maybe we we were kind of foolish to think Boogie coming off those injuries and everything was going to be this like X factor where we ex- we almost expected him to play like 60, 70 games, and I don't know how realistic that ever would have been. Like maybe we just kind of took for granted how how easily he could have got hurt again or how he wouldn't be the same guy as we saw even last year i think we just kind of expected him to get better and get closer back to the boogie he used to be and maybe that was just kind of not sensical maybe that was always being too optimistic about it yeah maybe so but you know if that if we were being too sent too you know overly optimistic about it then you know what do the lakers have right now that's going to show everybody that Obviously, we all are assuming that LeBron and Anthony are going to play well together and prosper and, you know, average their 26-plus points each. But do the Lakers have a good team after that? I mean, I I still think they're, they're going to have issues at point guard. Even if LeBron does play point guard for most of the time, I I, I don't know. Like, I'm nervous about that aspect. I'm nervous about who guards bigger bigger wings. Like, is Kuzma going to guard your bigger wing? Is it Danny, Danny Green, who's... A really good off-ball defender, a really good kind of secondary defender, but do you want him to be your primary lockdown guy? And then who guards a secondary guy? Like, there's a lot of question marks, and I think a lot of it does end up being on Vogel, like we discussed. Like, he has to make these lineups work and kind of get the right combinations, and unfortunately, Boogie was going to be a big part of that, and now that's gone. So, I actually, whoever they sign with this next, like, open spot to fill Boogie's role couldn't end up being really important in how this te- team kind of clicks. Like, they got to make sure this guy is at least going to be able to soak up 10 to 15 minutes a night and accept a role and actually outperform it. So I, I don't know. Like, it could be Dwight. They could see Dwight as being a guy who kind of closes that gap of what Boogie, Boogie would have provided. And I don't know. Like, it's going to be interesting to see how reports get out about how these workouts went and what they what they like and didn't like about these guys. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, I'm just checking Twitter to make sure that the Lakers haven't signed anybody yet because <laughs> – 
<laughs> who knows? They could do it at any moment. Uh, if you're listening to this, you might listen to it on Tuesday. We uh, here at Silver Screen and Roll, we haven't had a podcast on Monday or Tuesday go live yet. So we're recording here on a Tuesday night, and you might hear it on the Tuesday night. So I'm just trying to be as as uh, as updated as possible because who knows what could happen here uh, within the next 24, 48 hours. Obviously, they want to have. What's the deal with Dwight though? I'm confused. He is with the Grizzlies. And they're just going to work on a buyout if he agrees with the Lakers? It's going to be uh, that simple? Happily. From reported, they'll be very happy to negotiate a can buyout they, with him. Can they which, throw in Andre Iguodala, too? Uh, I, <laughs> I think that was the jokes that were going around. They were talking to the wrong Grizzly. <laughs> the Lakers were interested in the wrong Grizzly. But, uh, yeah, that, no, I don't I don't think there'll be any type of snag. And the Grizzlies will have to be buy, buy, buy him out or Well, I hope this them. is – if they do go with Dwight, I hope it's a wink-wink. Like, hey, we'll, you know, we'll take Dwight, but, you know – let, you know, give us give us Iggy later. Hopefully, like a two for one <laughs> deal or something. I'm just scared something. the Lakers pay like a price to get Dwight. Like they give up a draft pick or something. That that would just be the worst. I think. That's why I was saying. Are they really that happy to just get rid of him? I'm sure he's worth something, right? I don't know. I don't okay. think so. All right. <laughs> it, this stuff it, always just it's just so crazy to me how a team like Memphis be like, yeah, we don't need seven. We don't need you know fifteen and eight. Get out of here. We don't need you. It's like really okay. Well, I think they they have two guys like they're rebuilding and they have two like rookie and sophomore guys in the front court and, and Jaron Jackson Jr. and Brandon Clark and they want those guys to develop and Dwight just kind of impedes that and he kind of just is in the way. If you're rebuilding, you don't really want that production. You want to get into the high lottery pick. So I can see it on their end, but I wouldn't be surprised if they are trying to leverage another team and seeing if they get a second round pick or anything for Dwight before they just release them. So. But I think at the end of the day, they'll just buy him out. And I, I think more interesting is what they do with Iguodala. And I know a lot of yeah. teams like the Lakers would love to get Iguodala. And I think they could definitely get something in return for him. So I would I would be shocked if they just buy Iguodala out, though. Yeah, I thought it was funny that people were just assuming they were just going to like release him and buy him out. It's like, really? They could probably get something for him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was one of those people. I was hoping <laughs> they would just buy him out. But It's interesting to see like all these names that are out there. Because you have a Joakim Noah, Dwight Howard. I'm sure there's other, you know, forwards and guards that I that I haven't even paid attention to that are jobless right now. So I'll ask you this question, Alex, as we transition to our secondary and our much, much, much secondary question is, uh, is Carmelo Anthony being blackballed by the NBA? <laughs> uh, I don't, I, oh man, Carmelo is just like in that Dwight Howard camp for me where, I don't know, it just seems like there's the baggage. talent, there's, yeah, I don't know. It's like talent and baggage and what outweighs the other and I don't know. Personality, uh, working with coaches, personality, being being a team guy. Yeah, they're basically in the same boat, aren't they? Can Carmelo come in and probably score a crap ton of points if you give him an opportunity to throw up 35 shots? Yeah, I'm sure he's going to be able to do that. But there's a reason why Jimmer Fredette never made the NBA because no team's going to let him throw up 35 shots. He can do that in China, and it's all great and, and exciting. But what's that do? That what does that do for you? Um, and I don't. Re- we bring this up. If, if Carmelo Anthony's being blackballed because a player by the name, and I had to look it up myself, is a Royce White. Um, he played at Iowa State and Minnesota and was drafted in the 2012 first round, 16th overall. Um, didn't really have too much of a great NBA career, though. Um, he's only played for the Kings one season, and he's been in the Canada League. Um, but earlier today, he said that if the Lakers are crazy, if they think that Carmelo Anthony or that Jared Dudley can hold Carmelo Anthony's jock. And it's, I don't know if he said embarrassing. I don't want to misquote him, 
But he, he said he said he would slap someone if they if they thought that. Right. But he also <laughs> said he couldn't believe that he was that LeBron James was letting quote his banana boat buddy get blackballed by the NBA. Um, so that <laughs> made the rounds today on Twitter. If you saw it, Royce White. Um, just kind of saying, why does not why doesn't Carmelo Anthony have a job? For some reason, he chose the Lakers. Of of every player in the NBA, he chose to trash Jer- Jared Dudley. But there you go. <laughs> According to Royce White, uh, Carmelo Anthony is being blackballed by the NBA, and the Lakers should be ashamed of themselves. Should they be, Alex? Well, why the Lakers? Why the Lakers? Why not twenty nine other teams? Why? I mean, I get the the point Lakers you are up. the second favorite to win the NBA Finals. There's much worse teams out there with much worse players sure. that can probably use Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, mean, I get the, I get why the Lakers strictly because they have LeBron and they are, they do have a good relationship, and I understand that. But I think that also speaks more that if LeBron and Carmelo are that good of friends, like I think that says where LeBron thinks Carmelo currently at, currently is at as a player, and that maybe he's not as good as people think he is at this point. Maybe he would prefer to get a guy like Dudley on his team than a guy like Carmelo, and I think the perception around the league and even a guy like Kuzma kind of talked about this, that Carmelo is still underrated and he could help a team out and maybe Carmelo could help out a team, but it, it, it would have to come in that, that same kind of discussion we talked about Dwight, where he accepts a, a certain role and he doesn't take up 15 contested long twos a night. And he kind of shoots more threes and plays better defense. But if he did that, he would be on the team already. And I think that's the issue with a guy like him and Dwight where we talk like these things can happen and they should happen, but they don't. And I think that's the difference between a guy like Vince Carter, who's like 40-something and is still playing because he accepts a role and he shoots threes. He's kind of transformed in his game to adapt to this new NBA. And guys like Dwight and Carmelo really haven't. You know whose fault this is that we're talking about, Dwight Howard and Carmelo Anthony for the Lakers? There's only one guy to blame. Kawhi Leonard. This is Kawhi Leonard's fault. If in June or if in July or whenever free agency opened, if he would have signed with the Lakers, we wouldn't be talking about this right now because we'd be excited (laughs) about Kawhi, Anthony, and LeBron. Um, I did not ever think in July when we were chasing Kawhi Leonard, whether I thought we were going to get him or not, I swear to you, I never thought that we would be uttering the words Dwight Howard returning to the Lakers. Or that is everybody's nightmare. That is it. Like, let's not sugarcoat it. A year yeah. ago, if you would have said that, everybody would have laughed at us. And now here we are because of these injuries and because of the thinness of the roster. And it's it's kind of depressing already. And I'm, <laughs> I'm very ready for the regular season to come around because this kind of stuff is just like we're talking about Carmelo Anthony and Dwight Howard in, 29, in a 2020 season with the Lakers after we were talking about Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James. I think from here on out, if anything ever bad happens to the Lakers, we could just blame Kawhi. Like, I think no matter well, that's what, my it's plan. Kawhi's fault, no matter what happens. That's my plan, Alex. And whether people like it or not, that is my plan. Because it is his fault. Because if the Lakers don't win, it's because they didn't sign Kawhi Leonard because he decided to choose the Clippers for some crazy reason. Hmm. On, on a positive You're not, note. You're not buying it. No, I, I mean, I, I'm, I don't know. I don't really care about Kawhi anymore or Dwight or, or, or Carmelo. But on a positive note, did you see the positive news that came out with the Lakers today? Was there positive news? There was. There was okay. really exciting news. Okay. That uh, they're starting to sell Alex Caruso jerseys in the Lakers team store. Nice. Nice. And you know what? They don't sell those for, for uh, guys that don't play. Maybe gotta... he, he got like two inches taller and is going to play center this year. We don't know. 
man, that would be at least like give us that Frank Vogel. At least give us a, a Caruso starting or something. Yeah, I don't care what spot he plays. I just want Caruso this season somewhere in that starting lineup or at least playing with LeBron at some point. So just to wrap up the conversation before we move on to our finer fine of the week, um, obviously we don't think that the Lakers need Carmelo Anthony or going to sign Carmelo Anthony. It was just something to bring up because it was ringing the rounds today on the internet. But of the four guys that we talked about, did you say you also want to go with Noah or do you think the Lakers should go with somebody else? I think I think I would go with Noah as well. I think I think his playmaking would be really helpful in the half court. And even though that that offense between him and Anthony Davis might get congested in the paint, he at least can kind of play in the in the perimeter, just pass from up there, opposed to having to shoot. And I think it just gives him a higher floor, and he plays hard, and he does all that dirty the dirty work that you need from a guy like him. And he won't complain about his minutes, hopefully, and just kind of does all that stuff they need need for a backup big and. I think it's just a safe bet. I think Dwight, as talented as he is, and although I get that he probably gives them the best chance of winning a championship, just like if he magically returns to like this all-star type player and is like a super changed person and accepts this role, I just don't know how likely that is. Like, it, like we could say the same about Carmelo. Like, maybe he comes an all-star again, but it's just not going to happen if he doesn't accept what he currently is as a player and what role teams need him to play. So I would go with Noah. I know. I think. You, you pick no as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But you're right. Unless Dwight Howard comes in and accepts the role that he's going to have, there's no way you can take it. And the only reason that you could, I guess the only way he becomes a Lakers is if you take that chance. So mm-hmm. we'll see if they do it or not. We'll see when they make their decision for that roster spot. But that is the news of the day. I am Alex Padilla. He's Alex Regla. You can catch him on Twitter at Alex M. Regla. You could also catch his work on silverscreenandroll.com. Do you have anything new or recent that you want to promote? I'm going to have a uh, – this comes out Wednesday. So I think Thursday I'll have a, a preview of uh, Taylor Horton Tucker, our our new rookie. THT. What, THT. Uh, what we can kind of expect from him this year, what we can expect at all, what he has to work on in terms of uh, impacting the the main club at all or what he needs to work on. Just – just all a bunch of THT stuff that uh, I hope fans will like. All right, so check that out on silverscreenandroll.com. I'm Alex Padilla at alexpadilla86. You cannot catch my writing work on silverscreenandroll.com. <laughs> Just my vocal work there. Okay, last week for Magic Johnson, we were in the middle of recording when he started dropping all these lists. He dropped mm-hmm. his 60, uh, 60 top favorite films in alphabetical order. 60 athletes turned entrepreneurs in alphabetical order. 60 top traces to top places to travel in alphabetical order. Top 60 TV shows in alphabetical order. And then we get to top 60 male and R&B artists, female R&B artists, hip-hop artists, and music groups. And he decides not to go alphabetical order, kind of. Because on August 14th, top 60 hip-hop artist Magic Johnson... Number one, Tupac. Number two, Biggie. Three, LL Cool J. And four, Run DMC. So he actually gave us a list, Alex. Okay. And then uh, the rest, and then the rest of the fifty-six were in alphabetical order. I mean, I don't, I don't know what his criteria. <laughs> I don't know how he's coming up with these lists. Like, if he's like, okay, this guy's my favorite. I'm gonna put him, everyone else, like just to make them not feel bad or disrespect anyone i'm just gonna put it in alphabetical i mean order. i don't LL know cool j was on vacation with him it'd be awkward if he like tweets a set on ll is not on the list 
for sure. I mean, he, I mean, he's the, he's the only living one of the top three, so maybe that's why he he felt safe enough to do that. I don't know. Yeah, his lists have been boring, and his Twitter has been boring because it looks like he lives the best life in the world on when he's on vacation. They eat so much cake. It's crazy. I mean, would you rather be magic going to these places eating cake or having to decide about Joakim Noe or Dwight Howard right now? Don't Wouldn't that be crazy if Magic Johnson – because he, he went on this vacation last year, even when he was – I think for the last two years, he still went on it. So you imagine him working this this mess out from a yacht in Italy? No, he's not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Rob, figure it out. You know, you figure it out. But, yeah, Magic Johnson has not tweeted anything other than – than vacation photos and lists in the last like month so hopefully he comes back and starts tweeting basketball so we can play our game properly yeah it's just cake and boats like i'm looking at it right now yeah. it's cake boats and jimmy kimmel jimmy kimmel That's- yeah because <laughs> jimmy kimmel has decided to photoshop himself into all these pictures pretending like he's on vacation with them um so yeah there's literally that's it vacation photos and like the most beautiful places in italy and the mediterranean and cake well, we're over here suffering over Dwight and Noah. Like, yeah. it's not fair. Yeah. Do you think he gives a crap about that right now? No. That's no. why he quit. He don't want to deal with this crap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, if you are just catching us randomly, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere that podcasts are held. That's where we are, Silver Screen and Roll. Alex and myself are with you guys every Wednesday, although you might be catching this on a Tuesday this time around. Um, and yeah, check us out on Twitter at Alex M. Regla and at Alex Padilla 86 and, um, Alex, that is it. We'll see what the Lakers do by next week. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed.